0: Good morning, America. A new week, era for Schwede Shvat. Hashem, I had the privilege of just being in, in, in Meiron for a few hours. And now I'm still up north. A friend of mine is sponsoring a whole event up here up north. So we're broadcasting today from there. A little bit out in the woods, Baruch Hashem, but we have electricity, we have power. So we begin, we dedicate the learning today for an easy birth, for Toiba bas Chavarachel. We're continuing in Chayim Aran, we're up to paragraph Nunva 56. Rab Nossenzel says that I found a manuscript of Rabbein Ezzel regarding a small, a a relatively small chapter on Likudim Aran, chapter 266, which is based on a Pasuk where Yaakov Avinu arrives in a place called Sukhois, and he builds a house. He arrives at Sukhois, and he builds a house. And Rabbi says there that when people do not perform the mitzvah of sukkah properly, this causes death or illness to animals and to other living things, all dependent on the level of of imperfection in how the mitzvah of sukkah is being performed. And Rabbein Azal explains that this is one of the major differences between human beings and animals. Animals here, we're referring to cows, horses, domesticated animals especially, that the shefa of a human being comes from the place of Bina. When a child is born, and the child first starts nursing from its mother, it nurses from the an area of the chest close to the heart. The heart is the center of Bina in the person. As the Gemara says, the Gemara says that Hashem did a wonderful thing for men, for mankind, in that he placed the organs from which a child nurses, from the breasts, Hashem placed it, in the same location as Bina, as the heart. Whereas, by animals, they nurse from the udders of the animal, which are in the place of erva, a place of uncleanliness. And Rabbein Salah goes on to say that Sukkah, the mitzvah of Sukkah, is associated with the mother, which is Bina, which the Zoray Kodesh refers to as the mother, which hovers over her children. The mother is like an umbrella, like a chuppah, like a wedding canopy, or like a sukkah that covers over her children. That's the expression, that's the terminology used in the Zohar Akhosh. And we know again that the mother, Kabbalistically, represents Bina. When we speak about the four letters of the most basic name of Hashem, Yud Vavke, Vav Kei, the Yud is Chachmah, the he is Bina, the vav is the six midas of Chesed through yesod and the last "he is Malchus. And the, those four also represent a family. The yud is the father, the he is the mother, the vav is the children, the, 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 the male children, the boys, and the final hay is the female child. So that, that first hay is bina, it's the mother. And we nurse from the mother. And in this manner, we are different, we human beings are different from animals. And Rabbeinu on to say, when a person, chas does not perform the mitzvah of sukkah properly, then we drop from the level of human And we're no longer receiving that shefa, that flow, from the place of Bina, but rather we go down to the level of a balchai, of an animal. And if we're drawing our shefa from where they're supposed to get their shefa from, then we're taking away some of their shefa. We're taking away some of the sustenance of the animals. And this results in these animals either dying or becoming ill all dependent on how much of their shefa we're taking away. And Rabbein ties this into the Pasuk. The Pasuk says there, that Yaakovinu built a house, and for his cattle, for his animals, he made sukois. And, and this Pasuk relates the two showing us that sukkahs are related to the life and existence of the animals, of the cattle, in order for them to remain alive and functioning properly. So that when people are sitting in sukkahs properly, as a result of that, the animals will have what they need. And when people are performing the mitzvah of sukkah properly, Rabbeinazel goes on to say, then we're on our proper level and we're connected to the Torah because the Torah is also related to the mother. The Pasik says, Al Torah Simecha, do not reject the Torah of your mother. And we know the mother represents Bina, like we said before. Rabinasal went on to say there that this explains also why, right after the holiday of Sukkot we have we celebrate Simchas Torah the major, major celebration of completing the Torah and starting it again from the beginning. And then Rabbein went on to say also that the month, the actual month in which the Torah was given to the Jewish people on Har Sinai is the month of Sivan. The, the, the term Sivan <clears throat> makes up the first letters of Ve Yaakov Avinu traveled to this place called Sukhaisa, and he built. Because the Torah was given during this month of Sivan. Now Sivan can be spelled with one vav or with two vavs. And we are supposed to be on the same level as Torah. We're supposed to be connected to the Torah, through the proper performance of the mitzvah of sukkah. For more elaboration on this, a person would look into chapter 266 in Likute Amran, and also there is Likute Aloha is also associated with it. The next paragraph is also tied into this same topic, <clears throat> where Rabbeinah Zalered, paragraph 57 in Chaim Aran, that by performing the mitzvah of sukkah properly, that enables a person to be able to do construction, building, and and it should not cause any loss, any major loss of money. We know that many people can tell you that when they undertook a building project, adding a room to the house or any major type of construction, it ended up costing substantially more than what was originally planned out to be. That, that's one example of, of a loss of money. And sometimes chas could be even worse than that. Because the Gemara says, in Yevamus, page 93, ha'oisek bebinin mismaskein. A person who is involved in building or construction becomes poor. And Rabbein Azal says, why is that? What does poverty have to do with building? And the reason is, there's a posuk in Mishlei where the posuk says, Bechokmah yibone bayis." A house needs to be built with chokma. And Rabbi Nezah says, that if a person is building a house with chachma they definitely will not become poor. On the contrary, they'll become wealthier. <clears throat> they'll have the fulfillment of the posuk, Bechokmah Yibon bayis." And the Pesach continues, Obedas chadorim yimoleu, and with intellect, rooms will be filled, meaning they'll be filled with, with good things. But if a person is not building with chachma, and, and this lack of chachmah can manifest itself in many different ways. A person didn't plan things out properly. A person didn't check things out properly. Person didn't get proper references for a builder or things like that. Unfortunately, there are many people who don't do their homework, or the, and and or they're not mitspalel. They don't pray properly. That a person is undertaking something major, a major building project, that we need Hashem's help in this. So the the punishment is poverty chas v'shan. <clears throat> and and when a person is poor. Their intellect is not respected. There's a Posak Chokmas Bezuya. The intellect of a poor person is despised. People don't listen to him. And, and the reason being, because this person didn't use the right amount of chmah in, in going ahead with building, it results in poverty, which leads to their chachmah being despised, has Whereas by performing the mitzvah of sukkah, we showed earlier that sukkah is ima, the mother, bina, sukkah is related to the Torah, and the Torah is the source of all positive chachma. And therefore, a person who's fulfilling the mitzvah of sukkah properly, this enables the person, then the person is permitted to build because then the person has the chokhmah that's needed in order that the, the building should be successful. And again, Rabbeinah said uh, a sign for this in the Pasuk is VeYakov Yaakov Nosa Yakov Yaakov Avinu traveled to Sukhois Ve and he built that through performing the mitzvah Sukho this will ensure success in the building, in the construction. Then Rabbeinah's alerted to this that the word lave, the word lave, which is the last letter and the first letter of the Torah, the first letter of the Torah is the bays of Bereshus, and the last letter is the lamed of Yisrael. <clears throat> the word lave makes up the first letters of loi bias. The pasuk there says, loi bayis. he built a house for himself. And the, the first letters there, lave and Lev is the Torah. The Torah is the heart of the world. The Torah begins with the Beis of Barathees and ends with that Lamed. Again, showing that this, this term, Lo'i Ba'is, that the, the success in building and construction is dependent on the, a, a healthy connection to the Torah. And one of the things that's a gateway to the Torah is the Mitzvah of Sukkah. The mitzvah suk is what leads to Simcha's Torah, which is the completion of the Torah. It's the major celebration of Torah of the entire year. Okay, in the next paragraph, paragraph Nun Ches 58, Rav Zal goes back. Um, I really don't know why the order is put together in this way. Could be these were manuscripts that were found of things that Rav Zal had written. <clears throat> and he tells us, that before Rabbenazal revealed chapter four in Likud Imran, in the first half of Likud Imran, he told a story of the Balshemtoiv. There was one of the people that had a connection to the Balshemtoiv became very ill and very weak, and he sent a person, a friend, as a messenger to the Balshemtoiv. To plead with the balshemtoiv to come to him, to travel to this person that's sick, and to to see his circumstances. Obviously, he was hoping for a bracha from the balshemtoiv or a tefillah. And sure enough, this messenger went to the balshemtoiv and he told him about this person who was very sick, and that this person requested that the balshemtoiv travel to him. So he did. The balshemtoiv made the trip, and while they were traveling this messenger asked the Baal Shem Tov, I heard from you that a person who does complete shuvah will definitely not pass away before the right time, before completing their life. And this person who's sick, who sent me to you, it seems to me that he has done complete shuvah and that he's a really religious person and he's he's young, he's not, he it doesn't look like he's lived a full life at all. So why shouldn't he become why why isn't he able to get out of this sickness? And the Baal Shem Tov responded to him: it's true that I did say that, that a person who does complete shuva and lives a religious life will not die before the before their time. Uh, and this person who's sick definitely has done complete tshuva for all of his sins. The reason why he's not getting cured from this illness is because he hasn't confessed his sins in the presence of a true tzaddik. And this that I'm traveling to to now is in order to give him the opportunity. If he will confess in front of me, if he'll confess his sins to Hashem, in my presence, he'll be cured immediately. And if he'll refuse to say this confession in my presence, then his sickness will become much worse and he'll start screaming from pain in all of his bones and of his hands and his feet. Pain like a, a very, very painful form of arthritis. And he'll die. Because the truth is, in the heavenly words, worlds, in the heavenly court, they don't have any, he doesn't have any strikes against him. There's no sins there. Because he has done complete shuva the way a person is supposed to. And after he passes away, the forces of tumah will not be able to attach themselves to him and harm him in any way, because he's already corrected what he needs to correct. And if he'll confess in front of me, he'll be cured and healed completely. If he doesn't, then these forces of Tumma, these Klippos, still have the power to, to take revenge from him, to attack him in his entire body and cause his death. It's amazing. Nothing is coincidence. I, I was in Miram. A few hours ago. And whenever I'm there, I usually like to look into the Zohar Kodesh. It's brought that when you're visiting the kever, the grave of a tzaddik, it's very good to learn the words of that tzaddik. And Baruch Hashem, fortunately, in Miron, there are many copies of the Zohar Kodesh. And I'm usually blessed that wherever I sit down, there's usually a Zohar Kodesh right there or close by. It happened today. There were two volumes. I picked up the upper, v- the one on top, and sure enough, it was the Zeror Kodesh on Parsha Shmois V'era Boy B'shalach. Right now, today is Sunday of Parsha's Boy. This coming Shabbos, we're going to be reading Parsha's Boy. <clears throat> and I opened it and started reading, and it was incredible. It was with the commentary of the Musaf Midvash, and it had several pages on the topic of Eov. Eov, we know, is a person who went through incredible suffering major suffering, the the Navi tells us that one day, one day the Gemara tells us was on Rosh Hashanah the day of judgment Hashem was overseeing the, the judgment of the world with his court, with all the angels and the Satan was there also and Hashem remarked that look at my wonderful servant Eov, look how beautifully he's serving me, look how religious he is and the satan spoke up sure he's religious <laughs> he has all the blessings in the world he has beautiful children wealth everything of course of course he's 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 happy to serve you well i wonder well, let's see what would happen if he doesn't have all of those blessings and Hashem gives the satan the green light <clears throat> to go ahead and take away all of these blessings from him to take away his children, to take away his wealth, and and then to impose physical pain on Eoiv. And this is actually what happens. And there's a discussion in the Zlerakurj, Rabbi Huda speaks first, then Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, and then Rabbi Shimon Baruch himself. And each one of them sheds new light on this topic. <clears throat> one of the explanations that's given is that Eof was a Gilgal of the father of Avram Avinu, of Terach. And the word Eov makes up the same letters as the word Aviv, his father. And because of the fact that Terach gave over his son Avram Avinu to Nimrod, he reported, he snitched on his own son, Avram Avinu, saying he's not loyal to the king, he's not a good idol worshiper, and Avram, who ended up being thrown into the fire, Baruch Hashem, even though he was saved, he wasn't harmed. But still, and even though the Torah tells us that Eo, that Terach did tshuva, the pasuk says <coughs> about about Terach. There's a the pasuk alludes to the fact that he he left the world in with some tshuva. The Zohar Hakodesh says still this required repair. And this is why he came back down told in the form of Elif and had to go through that tremendous suffering. That's one explanation that's given. A second explanation that's given is that this was actually a tikkun for Avraham Avinu. That the fact that Avraham Avinu was told to take his son Yitzchak and to offer him as a sacrifice, as a korban oiler, means a complete burnt offering in the end he didn't do it he did not do it and instead he found a ram based on Hashem's instructions he Hashem said the the angel came to him and said stop it's not what Hashem doesn't want you to carry this out completely and take this ram and offer it instead as a korban oila now an The fact that he did not go through with the mission completely and and in an oyla, the satan does not get, when when a shlomim is brought, when other sacrifices are brought, some of it goes to the satan. Oila means a complete burnt offering where the the entire thing is burnt for Hashem and satan doesn't get anything from it. So here again, the Zohar, Zohar Kodesh says, that the sultan had a complaint, that he was robbed, he wasn't given his peace. <clears throat> and as a result, as a result, this required Iyoiv going through all of this suffering as a tikkun for this. Now, interesting, the Zod- Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai says that if you look at the beginning of Eoyv, where it talks about his children, it says that his children were wonderful they, they li- liked each other and they'd make parties every day. Every day they partied by a different child. And they would bring the korban oilas. It says they would bring these burnt offerings to Hashem. <clears throat> and the Zohar Kodesh Rabbi Choy points out that because it was oilas where the Sultan does not get any part of this at all, this left room for the Sultan to be Makatra, to persecute and say, I'm, I'm, they're doing good things and everything, but I'm not getting anything out of it, and this was created an opening for the sultan to, to, to convince Hashem to allow him to put Eoy through this suffering, in the end his children were returned to him, in the end his wealth was returned to him, many fold over, but, but we see in these cases, examples, Now, another explanation regarding Eoiv is that when Hashem was taking the Jews out of Egypt, we're told that when it came to crossing the Red Sea, the angel representing the sea complained. The Jews themselves were just worshipping idols in Egypt. Why should they be saved and the Egyptians drowned? And this was a partially legitimate complaint. And the Israel quotes quotes the Megrish that this is compared to a shepherd who's trying to get his flock across a river and suddenly a wolf comes out to attack the flock. Now, if the the shepherd doesn't do something important, significant, the whole flock will disperse, go running wild and, and the wolf will cause tremendous harm. So what the shepherd does is he selects the strongest ram in the flock, and he pits this ram against the wolf. And this ram can hold can hold a wolf for a while at least. During that interim, he, he gets the other sheep across the river quickly and then goes back to, to rescue the ram, that type of thing. <clears throat> this is the case where the story of Eoiv, according to some opinions, took place at that time. When the Jews needed to cross the Red Sea and Hashem needed a diversion for the Satan in order to be able to get the Jews across the Red Sea and Eoiv was that of diversion. Now you say, but one second, if EOEV is Terach, or if Eoiv is going back to the time of Avram Avinu, that's hundreds of years before that. The Zohar Kodesh says, you're right. There are times... That the Satan will wait hundreds of years. There are some times that the accountability doesn't take place right away. It could take place years later, even hundreds of years later. Getting back to our story, <clears throat> the Balshemtav arrived. And when he came in to see this person who was very sick, the Balshamta said the following words to him. Go ahead and say what you know, what Hashem knows, and what I know. Implying that the Baal Shem Tov told him, you need to confess your sins. And your sins are something which you know, Hashem knows, and I also know. The Baal Shem Tov made it clear, you're not going to be telling anything to me that I don't know. And the person, <clears throat> the Baal Shem Tov said this to him three times. And he refused to do it. And immediately he started screaming from pain that his bones are hurting him. And his bones started like cracking. A, a sickness called Brechenish, like a very severe type of arthritis. <clears throat> and he was screaming from pain for a pish period of time until he passed away, like the Bar had said. And Rabbi Mosem Zal writes, a person who will study chapter 4 in Likud Imran will understand very, very well the explanation of this story. <clears throat> in that chapter, Rabbein explains that there's a pasuk vatehi avoynoisam hakuko that when a person commits a sin, the words that define that sin in the Torah are engraved in the bones of the person. This isn't something that we can see necessarily physically. This is on a spiritual level. The only way that that can come out of the bones is when a person confesses their sins. That's why the Pantach says, If a person covers up their sins, they will not succeed. Whereas if they confess, and they do tshuva, they stop committing those sins, Yerucham, they'll receive Hashem's kindness. And in that chapter, Rabbi Nezal goes into a, an elaborate explanation showing that one of the major things that makes this confession powerful is when it's done in the presence of a Talmud Chacham, a major Talmud Chacham. There's a pasuk, Hamas Melech Malachim Oves Ve'ish Chacham Yechaprena, The anger of Hashem sometimes manifests itself in angels of death and the Chacham has the ability to forgive, to atone for those sins. And in that chapter, Rabbein Hazal gives psukim and, and very deep explanation as to how this works. There was a period of time, a pre- period during Rabbein life when he allowed his students to do this on Erev Rosh Hashanah when they would come into Rabbein room, one of the one at a time, Asal would be facing the wall. He would not be looking at the person at the time. And Rabbein Sal would say, Say, speak. And the person would remember everything that they, they needed to remember. They would start talking. And at a certain point, Rabbein Asal would say, Stop. That was it. That was this Viduidvaran. This went on for a period of, I believe, of a few years. And then afterwards, Rabbein Hazal refused to continue it. He did not continue this. Today, one of the ways that this is practiced today is, I don't know of any talmid hachamim, living ones, who allow this. One of the ways that this is done today is at the kever, at the gravesite of a great tzaddik, like Rabbein Hazal, Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai of this type of caliber, that a person would say vividly in that place, on Erev Rosh Hashanah, or at any time that a person is privileged to be at the kever of its tzaddik. There is a prayer in Likutei Tefillahs, on this chapter of Likutei Ran, the fourth prayer in Likutei Philis, corresponding to the fourth shir in Likutei Ran, where Rav Elaborates on this, and in there, he says, Hashem, today we don't know, we don't have a chacham who, who allows us to do this. So therefore, we ask you, Hashem, that the confession that we do in your presence, that it should be considered exactly as if it was also in the presence of a Talmud Chacham. It should be able to have all of those benefits. Any questions, please? It's noon, rather. Uh, Question, what if you forgot where you what you sinned about in other words you know you live your life you know things aren't going so well you try to fast here there whatever and then you get there and you just don't know the answer is very good, good, good question yeah. the answer is that in the vidui in that we say on yom kippur In the vidui that's found in Yom Kippur Khotan, we add those words, that Hashem, you know that for most of us, it's very difficult for us to remember all the things that we did wrong. And therefore, we beg of you that the little bit that we do remember, the little bit that we do say, it should be considered as if, as if we were able to remember all the things we did wrong. Please consider our apology now, our expression of regret, that it should be considered as if we enumerated all the things we needed to enumerate. Anyone else? Um, Can can the Rev explain um, that we talked earlier about the idea of a person can add years to his life after tshuva. Um, Is it not, is the time that a person's going to live not set in advance? The, the answer is, it is said There is a, a fixed time when a person is, is destined to pass away, but that can change in both directions. Chas a person can do things to shorten their life, chas and there is a concept of getting an extension. We find this in the Navi, in the case of Chizkiyot HaMelech, that Hashem sent Yeshaya Navitim to tell him to prepare to die because he hadn't got married, he hadn't had brought children to the world, and the decree was fixed already. And then the Torah says that Chizkiah Melech poured out his heart to Hashem from the depth of his heart, and Hashem gave him an extension of fifteen years. There's a story in the Zohar Kodesh also about one of Rabbi Shimon Bar Talmudim, I believe it was Rabbi Osi, who at one time it appeared that he was about to die, and Rabbi Shimon was able to to get the decree removed. And Rabbi Shimon said, you're going to pass away with me. You're going up with me together. And sure enough, that's what ended up happening. He ended up living longer. And the day that Rabbi Shimon Bar was about to pass away, he told them, go call Rabbi Yossi because I promised him that we're going to leave together. So there are exceptions to, to the rule. There is a predestined time, but a person can be zolichet to Extended an extension of life, or chas on the opposite. Anyone else? Right. We're gonna we're gonna hold it over here for now because of these circumstances that I'm in here with the things that are going on. It's era of Shlishishvat. This is the first time that Rab Nosson After Rabbi Nachman's passing, Rabbi Nachman passed away on the 18th of Tishrei, Cholamayi Sukkos. The first time that a trip was made to Uman, to the kever of of Rabbi Nachman by his students was on Erev Hoshchodesh Shvat. And I I heard from a friend that there were over a 1,000 people in Uman this past Shabbos. This is with the war going on with Ukraine and Russia and, and in Niron today, there were definitely thousands of people. and I know a number of friends of mine that went to Hevron last night. So people are feeling more and more the incredible importance of Kivreit Sadiqim, We should be observe that all those that were able to go to Kivreit Sadiqim and all those that would like to go should have the benefits of these Sadiqim who passed away, that they should employ all of their good, good good will by Hashem to bring about a, a final that all of us should be zarech to tshuva Shalema and to see the final geula with the coming of Moshiach, the building of the third beis of be'mhera be'omeinu omein be'omeinu